and welcome back to the Bug and a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And once again, we are starting a recording over because... <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> we can't get it right on the first take, guys. It's impossible. I think we just... We we talk, and then we get pissed off at each other, <laughs> and then we have to... Do, I get pissed at Whitney. <laughs> I wasn't mad. <laughs> I was fine. And then I get, and then uh, I forget what we said, and I have to delete it. We got to start over. So here we are. Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) (laughs) He does come up, if only briefly. And since we're starting with him, I do want to say I don't find him that attractive. I don't get what the big thing is. I like him for his name. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't Cumberbatch kind of like Hicklebickle? Yes, that's why. <laughs> Throw back to the last episode. <laughs> was that the last one? Or the one before? I can't remember. No, it was the one before. Well, it's the one before. Because it was Marvin Hemeyer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Marv. <laughs> to take some pieces from our last intro, if you have a pool that you will let us use, I will wear a mask. I will stay six feet away from you. I will come. I will leave. I will not enter your home under any circumstances. What if you have to pee? I mean, if you allow me to, I'll pee in your bathroom. But if not, I'll just leave when that comes up. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll bring you a sticker and $10. <laughs> a podcast sticker, not just any sticker. And also, by the last intro, she means the one we tried to record five minutes ago, not the one from the last episode. Don't go back to the last don't episode. Don't go back to the last episode. I don't reference a pool. I don't reference it. Well, maybe. I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't know. Guys, our pool was supposed to be open, but apparently the health department hasn't cleared it. Yeah, and I'm very upset. Are you looking for the abnormally long hair on your shoulder? (laughs) I was. I was. Caitlin has this one hair on her shoulder that's way longer than the rest of her hair. It's about an inch long, I'd say. And every once in a while we have to check on it and see how it's doing. Yeah, I flatten it down so it doesn't get ripped out or anything. Don't worry. If I ever meet you in person, ask me about it. <laughs> ask me about my shoulder hair. How often do you check that hair? I, I think about it a lot, but I don't do it very often, I'm going to be honest. I just, because the one time that it's not there, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be devastated. Yeah, same. I don't know how long we've been checking in on that thing. It's been a couple years. I, I It makes me think about, for whatever reason, and I don't know why why this came up but at one uh, was my neck that, i'm sorry you can definitely hear that <laughs> recording guaranteed but this one time we were hanging out with papal and he's like hey you want to see something cool yeah and he had one leg hair yeah it was, on was like it was so it was it was long longer. it was like two or three inches like legit but like way longer than the rest of his hair and i think that's when you were like oh yeah, oh, look, yeah at look at this. this yeah yeah i get it from him those jeans <laughs> that one long hair jean <laughs> Oh God, where's mine? <laughs> hey, to all our cousins out there listening, do you have one of those one long hairs? <laughs> oh my God, let us know if you do. Anyway, I'm concerned. Okay, so our story kind of connects to the last one because it has to do with the internet. And thank you to Mark for kind of suggesting this. Yeah, I um got this request and i googled the topic 
I read the first line of Wikipedia, and I said, nope, here you go, Caitlin. And then I researched it and realized that I know nothing about computers. It's painstaking. <laughs> We're going to try, though. Halfway through, my eyes did glaze over because I don't understand what's happening, but we're going to try our best. Glazed over like a donut. I wish I would have had donuts in that moment, but I didn't. Now, without further ado, unless you want to say something, you want to talk about that Jeopardy question that you brought up? Do you want me to? (laughs) Do you want to? (laughs) Yeah, but I got to make sure I read it right or you're going to be mad. I sent Caitlin a TikTok today of this jeopardy question and it says this is the most awkward moment in tv history and it says in common law the age of this signaling adulthood is presumed to be 14 in boys and 12 in girls and the man who answered said what is consent i'm pretty sure the answer is puberty now ladies and gentlemen do we need to talk about consent consent do you need to watch that video? There's a YouTube video. <laughs> about the tea, right? Yeah, about relating consent to drinking tea. Yeah. And it's basically like, if somebody passed out, you wouldn't boil them a pot of hot water, <laughs> steep the tea, and then pour it down their throat. <laughs> so why do you Very think good. that it's okay to like... Yeah. Yeah. A Very why? good video teaching about consent. Anyway, we are talking about ciphers. Now, before I get into the specific puzzle that we're going to be talking about, we're going to do a little bit of background for those of us who aren't great at ciphers. Down in front, you have a question? Not siphons, right? Not (laughs) siphons. We're not siphoning anything. We're not... Yeah. Siphoning information. Ciphers. A cipher is a secret or disguised way of writing. Okay. Okay. Better than siphons. Better than siphons. (laughs) Well, maybe. I don't know. There could be stories out there about siphons. So there have been many ciphers throughout time. There are some very famous ones that a lot of us may know the names of. And if not, I'm sure we know what they are. We've probably seen them before. They're pretty simple. They're recognizable, but maybe not the name Maybe of not the name. Specifically. Right. So one of those is the Caesar cipher. Now this one is very simple. Basically what you do is you take the first letter of the alphabet, which is A, and you replace it with any other chosen letter of the alphabet, and then the subsequent letters are replaced in a similar order. For example, you take the letter A, and you say, I'm going to change that to G, and then that means that B will be H, C will be I, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's weird that you go from I to et cetera. I mean, well, I, I, the rest of the letters are just et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Weird. Yeah. So that one's pretty simple. Now, we're going to talk about a more difficult one. I had a harder time explaining this one to you earlier, but we're going to try it out again. Mostly because I can't tell... Left my from right. right from your left. <laughs> right. Right. We're going to try it. If I close my eyes, it'll be better. So this cipher is called the, the Vigenre cipher. V-I-G-E-N-E-R-E. Vigenre? Anyway, it doesn't matter. You said Vigene last time. And I think that's very incorrect. The Vigene cipher. Okay, this one's a little more difficult, but we're going to try it out. So if you imagine a piece of paper, you're going to write the alphabet from left to right on the very top of the piece of paper. Starting with A. Starting with A. As you do. The correct way. 
Then on the far left-hand side of the paper, you're gonna write the alphabet again, but this time it's gonna go from top to bottom. So A is gonna be at the top and Z is going to be at the bottom. Now, this line does not line up with your top line. So that two A's do not match, they're not in line. Is which one is offset? The left alphabet is more to the left. Okay, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you're kind of, picture it, it's gonna make like a grid columns and rows right so you don't want them to be right on top of each other i guess to me it just made a difference whether it was this way or this way but oh i gotcha okay so which is good for an audio medium right you know? right yeah whatever i'm gonna leave that in <laughs> <laughs> so so then what you do is you're gonna write the alphabet one more time but you're gonna start you look at your left hand column and wherever the a is you're gonna go out from that so you're right underneath of the A in the top alphabet, and you're gonna write an A. And then to the right, you're gonna continue the alphabet all the way to Z, so that it lines up with your very tip top alphabet. Then the next row, you're gonna start at the B from the far left alphabet. You're gonna write a B. And then you're gonna continue the alphabet to the right, you're gonna end with Z and then you're gonna put an A on the end. And then you're gonna keep doing that. So you go to the far left alphabet, you see where the C is. You're gonna start a C underneath that A at the very top column and then you wrote a A underneath of it, a B underneath of it, there's gonna be a C underneath of it and you're gonna continue the alphabet to the right all the way to Z and then you're gonna put an A and then you're gonna put a B. Basically, you keep doing this process and when you picture it, or when you write it down or you look up a picture, you're gonna have the same letter in diagonal rows. Right, so all the A's are gonna be in a diagonal, yep. all the B's, all the C's. Right. We should have started this episode out with a preface of, get a couple pieces get of paper Get a couple pieces of paper and a pencil. Well, go slow, it's fine. Play along at home. I will post a picture, and if you want to understand, just, just look up V-I-G-E-N-E-R-E -E -E cipher. So, when you go to use this, you're gonna have a cipher. You're gonna have a key to that cipher, which is then going to be able to equal an original word. Okay. So how you do this is... The cipher is the puzzle. The cipher is the puzzle. So basically, if you wanna say like, we are going to the pool, right? Mm -hmm. The cipher is gonna be like, crazy letters that make, that no, make sense. no sense. Right. The key is, oh, well, this letter actually means this, so that must mean that the original plain text starts with a W. Right. So, so you're using, you have a cipher, and then you take the key yeah. to decipher it, and you come out with the actual message. Right, the right. Yeah. And obviously this can go backwards if you're writing the cipher. Mm -hmm. So if you want to code this message, we are going to the pool, you're going to say, oh, we are going to the pool. I'm going to make a key for that. W is going to equal this. A is going to equal this. Whatever is going to equal this. Mm -hmm. And then you write the puzzle, puzzle, basically. essentially. So for this, the key letter is the letter on the top of the alphabet, while the cipher letter is a letter in that specific column. The plain text is going to be on the left-hand side. So... I mean, you can go plain text to key to cipher, whatever you want to do. But basically, if you have a W 
we are going to the pool. Debbie's going to start your thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to W on the far left-hand alphabet. You're going to go into that row that is to the right of the W, and you're going to pick a letter. That's going to be your cipher letter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be T. So your key to finding that is going to be all the way to the tip top in that column all the way up to your top alphabet. So that one's a little more tricky, a little more confusing. One that is another, it's a little tricky, but we all have heard of it, mm-hmm. Morse code. Ah, Technically, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. that is a cipher. Dots and dashes are placed in a certain order to represent the alphabet and numbers 0 through 9. The cipher is going to be the order of dots and dashes that you have. The key is technically A equals dot dot dash. I don't know the I don't know more. Don't <laughs> don't do. come at me. But you know what I mean. And then another easy one would be like A equals one, yeah. B equals two, mm-hmm. and then you write letters with spaces in between. Yeah. And then when you were to decipher that, it would be words. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's an easy one that That's I know. That's an easy one. <laughs> Look how smart I am at ciphers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they range all over. So ciphers were always thought to be breakable or solvable um, until what was known as the Enigma machine. So what I mean by that is there have been ciphers throughout history. And most of the time, people were able to understand what that cipher was or be able to find the key to get the original words out of that cipher. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, people have been sneaky for, like... Forever. Forever. Forever, ever, forever. (laughs) So the Enigma machine was invented by Nazi Germany. Now, what this machine did was it would take a message, they would run it through this machine, and it would code that message in a certain way so that when they sent it to whoever they needed to send it to, the allies would not be able to read that message. Right. Okay. Yeah. It took one of the greatest cryptographers, Alan Turing, and his team to crack the code. The government tried, the Allies tried to solve this for a very long time. They couldn't until they recruited Alan Turing. So if you want to hear more about this story and his life, you can read the 1983 biography, Alan Turing, The Enigma by Andrew Hodges. It describes his life as a British mathematician and logician who lived from 1912 to 1954. So this guy was amazing, and he was known for making major contributions to mathematics, cryptanalysis, logic, philosophy, mathematical biology, computer science, cognitive science, artificial intelligence, and artificial life. So you may know some of his works, such as the Turing machine or the Turing test. We kind of discussed these earlier. The Turing machine is a little more confusing for me to explain, but it's Quote, a mathematical model of a hypothetical computing machine which can use a predefined set of rules to determine a result from a set of input variables, unquote. You have a machine and it has a set of rules or predefined rules that you put in. Mm -hmm. And then when you put, when you input variables into it, it'll run it through all these predefined rules and it'll give you an output. Now that could mean whatever because you can change the rules, you can change the input, change the output. Right. But that's kind of what that means. So is the idea that you're putting in a cipher and it gives you the original text when it comes out? In a way, yeah. And then the key is those predefined rules. Mm -hmm. So he was known for kind of coming up with that idea. Yeah. 
The other one is the Turing test, which is, quote, a test for intelligence in a computer requiring that a human should be unable to distinguish the machine from another human being by using replies to questions put to both, unquote. So basically what that means is I'll be sitting here. I'm going to have two computers in front of me. One computer is ran by Siri. The other computer is ran by you. I'm going to ask you questions. You both are going to give me replies. And I'm going to see if I can figure out who is human and who is not. Hmm. People use this a lot for artificial intelligence to see how close they can get to human replies, essentially. Yeah. So in 2014, there was an American historical drama film called The Imitation Game, directed by Morton Tildum. I have not seen it, but it is based on the book previously mentioned. The name itself actually comes from Alan Turing because The Imitation Game is another name for the Turing test. Okay. So in the film, it shows Alan Turing and how he is recruited to a team that is supposed to help the allies crack the cipher, find the key that will solve this Enigma machine that was created by Nazi Germany. And who's in the movie? And who's in the movie? The one and only Benedict Cumberbatch. Previously mentioned. (laughs) Previously mentioned. (laughs) So a little bit about the movie. Turing doesn't get along with his original colleague, so he creates this machine on his own. Hmm. He, or the idea for it, I guess. Hmm. But they won't give him funding, so he actually writes to Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill says, you know, you're now in charge. Make this machine. Here's the money. Find your own team. So what... What, what Alan Turing does is he doesn't like his colleagues. He doesn't get along with them. So he puts a puzzle in a local newspaper. And anyone who can solve it can be on his team. And someone does. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. He on X Games mode. He was, though. He was, though. So Joanne Clark solves it. Hmm? And he recruits her to work with him. And they essentially make a machine that can break the enigma code just the two of them or like with there were there were others but she's the one he recruited out of the newspaper gotcha now the movie takes on a lot about his personal life and things like that before and after world war ii i'm not really going to get into that because that's a lot of spoilers and has nothing to do with my story while these ciphers have ultimately been cracked even the enigma machine which people Mm -hmm. thought would never be broken there is one more recent cipher that has been described as quote the most baffling and enigmatic mystery on the internet washington post also listed it as one of the top quote top five eeriest unsolved mysteries of the internet oh now i discussed alan turing benedict cumberbatch the imitation game because it kind of has the vibe of someone putting something out there to recruit individuals to solve this puzzle yeah it's a it's a test of um i need to see if you're smart enough to complete the task at hand exactly can you solve this puzzle if you are Mm -hmm. you're smart enough let's go you're on my team that's Mm -hmm. essentially what this is now it is known as cicada 3301 okay mark this directly goes out to you f you i'm I'm (laughs) adding you i don't and to everybody actually i don't care (laughs) i don't understand computer code i don't get it i'm gonna try to explain to you how this went down if you have any questions Please do not direct them towards me. <laughs> so, so I'm going to take a step in the dark here and say that people put ciphers in computer code and you need to know computer code in order to solve the Yes. Ciphers. Now, if you Google this, and I did, and the we're going to go through it a little bit, there are ways and kind of cheats, I guess, 
that people have created. So you don't have to know code. Somebody has created something. To solve it. That you can plug it into and it'll solve it for like you. Like the, the machine. Yeah. yeah. The machine. Oh, the machine that Alan Turing made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, it was nicknamed Christopher. <laughs> That was in the movie. I don't know if that was in real life. I just remember that. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. So okay. So, but things like Christopher have been created in order to solve these codes. Yeah, but it, it's it's way. like a. I mean, I thought of it as like a grade calculator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you put your grades in, see what you need for your final score. <laughs> kind of like that. You input stuff. Give you input. <laughs> if people who were actually involved in this. Heard you say that? I feel like they would be so upset. Oh, I'm sure they because it's so a lot of work went into this. Yeah, for sure. So Cicada three three zero one began on January fifth, two thousand twelve. There was a message that was posted on four chans forward slash x forward slash dash paranormal board. Now four chan for those of you who didn't know like myself. And me, I don't know. Is kind of like how I understood it is like Reddit, but it's more about pictures. Hmm. So it's not really like a bloggy thing where you type a paragraph or whatever. It's 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 for images. Okay. And you can talk about it, but it's mainly images. Is okay. what I understood about it. I've hmm. never been on there. This image has a black background. It's just a black square with white text on it, plain white text. I don't know the font. It doesn't matter. Times New Roman. Maybe. I don't know. 12 (laughs) font spaced out. No, I'm just kidding. So in white text, it reads, quote, Hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck, 3301. May the odds be ever in your your favor. favor. (laughs) Everyone who saw this message was thoroughly confused, clearly, because what is there? What, like, looking at it, it's a blank, black screen with, like, white text. There's no, there's no ciphers like the Caesar cipher. Like, those letters don't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing there. People were trying things like that. It wasn't working. Well, a computer analyst from Sweden named Joel Eriksson decided to take a look. What he did was he ran the image through a text extractor tool. So it pops out information that is like embedded in the image. Mm-hmm. Since it's on the internet, images have, you know, background details. And what it said was <laughs> T-I-B-E-R-I-V-S space C-L-A-V-D-I-V-S space Caesar. C-A-E-S-A-R says, just the word says, and then a long string of letters that I'm going to give you now because it is important. Uh, L-X-X-T, the forward slash arrow, I don't know what you call that. (laughs) 3-3-M-2-M-Q-K-Y-V-2-G-S-Q-3-Q equals sign W uh, close bracket 0-2-N-T-K. Okay. I should have written that down. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to explain this as best as I can. We're going to go step by step. So, clearly this makes no sense. Right? Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. It's it's basically gibberish right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, people saw the word Caesar. We talked about the Caesar cipher. Mm -hmm. So, this means 
they assumed that this meant that whatever this long string of numbers and symbols and letters was needed to be put through a Caesar cipher to find what it really meant. Right. That's what I that's what I would assume because it said Caesar. Because it said Caesar. Yes. So the ones who participated in this, because so they decided to put it through a Caesar cipher, and again they did it on the computer. They didn't kind of sit down and write it out. And the ones on the the one that I saw on this website that they showed like how to do it, you can input certain variables like oh it's the alphabet off two or whatever, or you can just do like randomly calculate it until you find something. Yep. And that's what they did. So when they did this... Put it on shuffle. Put it on shuffle. That's what they did. (laughs) An Imgur image JPEG is given. So it's like a link to a JPEG image. And it says, ha ha, nope. (laughs) Actually. Oh, no. (laughs) So if this image is opened, a photo of a wooden duck on a white background with the text, quote, whoops, just decoys this way, looks like you can't guess how to get the message out. It's a duck. It's a duck. It's a wooden duck. If you backtrack, it's been two steps. They're like, there's no way this is just a decoy. Like, what else would be there? So, they put this image through what is called an outguess tool. And they decided they got to this because the words guess and the words out are in the image. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, if you're that desperate and you can't figure out what to do, I would pull I would pull that, too. Some of these people might also be familiar with these tools anyway. Absolutely. So like, Almost everybody who did this was familiar with computers in a way. And that's why I'm going to try to explain to you what these things are. I've never used them. I've never heard of this stuff before. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who did this were some sort of computer scientist, computer analyst, Etc. 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 No, no. <laughs> so an outguess tool. It's called a steganography tool. Oh. Outguess is like the name of one. So this can steganography. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. Hey, I was interested before. Now you have my full attention. That's gonna be my firstborn child's name i'm in text jack right now our firstborn child if it is with you will be stangonography <laughs> so this tool extracts a document from an image again we say images can have a lot of background details yeah when they did this a document came out of this image and they said i told you it was a decoy I told you back. Decoy. no this message is what was on this document. Quote, Here is a book code. To find the book and more information, go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.reddit.com forward slash r forward slash a2e7j6ic780j forward a slash and a dab. <laughs> is there an actual dab? No. <laughs> no. It then lists a set of numbers, the first three being one colon 20, 2 colon 3, 3 colon 5, etc, etc, etc. These numbers are in reference to what is known as a book code. These numbers represent, they represent pages, paragraphs, lines, words, or letters in a book. Right. So 1 colon 20 would be the first chapter, the 20th word, 
Right? Sure. And then the next one would be the second chapter, the third word. Or it could be the first page, the 20th word, or the first. So you have the to first figure out. Of the tw- yeah, so you yeah. kind of have to figure out. And then you have to have the specific book that it's talking about, or else the words aren't going to make any sense. Oh, they might. So, oh, I mean, you can make it up, maybe. They obviously needed the book, mm-hmm. so they went to this Reddit page. Now, this Reddit page said a few different things. And we're going to go through it step by step. Stay with me, please. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Hold on to small children. So, no loose objects. <laughs> you cannot be pregnant unless your baby's name is going to be Snake Crappy. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more again. Nope. So the title of this Reddit page was A2E7J6IC78H0J7EIEJD0120. This is important later. That's why I'm telling you this. Thank you. I appreciate it. The... Keep it up in my nose. header was image of dashes and dots, not the Morse code. So, like, the first symbol was two dashes on top of each other. Like an equal sign. Like an equal sign. The second image was two dots right next to each other. Okay. The next one was four dots on top of two, on top of an equal symbol. Okay. And so, et cetera, et cetera, oh et cetera. <laughs> After this, there were several lines of text, but it was random text, like random letters. You couldn't read it. Gibberish again. Basically. So then there was an image of a welcome mat and then a stereogram image that looked like the Holy Grail. So. Oh my God. It's Monty Python. (laughs) I know what they need. I know what they need to crack the cipher. Yeah. Another shrubbery. Maybe. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Please continue. Okay. In order to tackle this, you have to do it kind of backwards. So they looked at the images first. So the first image of the welcome mat really meant, it really wasn't a clue. Basically what it says was it was a specific PGP key to verify the authenticity. So it had a specific, it's basically like a, what I understood it as is like a, like a trademark? Yeah. Or like a water oh, um, stamp or whatever that is what in the back of the images. A watermark? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's basically saying like, because people were trying to fake it. Like fake this group or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They were trying to give out fake clues. So they're basically like, this is going to be on every single clue. If it's not, it's not real. Not a real clue. Not a real clue. <laughs> That's essentially what that was. So welcome Matt is out of the way. The second image when ran through an outguest system to get information from it, had this phrase. The key has always been right in front of your eyes. This isn't the quest for the Holy Grail. Stop making it more difficult than it is. Ooh, got him. <laughs> Y'all are dumb. <laughs> okay, so we're going to work backwards again. We're going to go to the header image that was the lines and the dots. Mm-hmm. So people quickly found out that this was actually Mayan numbers, the Mayan numbering system. Okay. And so this easily translated to the numbers 10, 2, 14, 7, 19, 6, 18, 12, 7, 8, 17, 0, 19. Okay. Okay. When they looked at these numbers compared to the title, which remember was 
like numbers and letters all jumbled together. Right. They agreed that these numbers were to replace the letters. Okay. So the title was like A, 2, E, 7. So A and E were now going to be replaced by these Mayan numbers. Okay. So the full title, I guess now, is just numbers. That is 10, 2, 14, 7, 19, 6, 18, 12, 7, 8, 17, 0, 19, 7, 14, 18, 14, 19, 13, 0, 1, 2, 1. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to keep saying okay because I don't know. It gets there. You have to go step by step. Right, right, right. But that makes sense, right? What, What you're saying makes sense. Yeah. I just don't know what's happening. Me neither. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> so, the numbers can be translated by a vagine mm. <laughs> key. No. <laughs> Vajonra key. Which, again, they did, like, through a computer system. Mm-hmm. By letting zero be A, one be B, etc., etc., etc. That's the code that I use. I don't really understand how they did this. But that is what they said. They, okay, wait, time out. What? They just tried stuff until something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, you have to. That's what it is. So, the line of numbers then equals a line of letters that I can spell out if you want me to. If not, it's fine. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. In case people are playing along. <laughs> so, the numbers when put through this key translate to K-C-O-H-T-G-S-M-H-I-R-A-T-H-O-S-O-T-N-A-B-C-A. So, once again, I'm a whole lot of... Gibberish again. Well, the various lines of text in the form, remember we talked about there's like a body, like a paragraph, but you couldn't read it. It was Mm -hmm. just jumbled up letters. This and the, that line of letters, the title now, Mm -hmm. can be put in a vision tool decoder, a vision tool decoder, with the line of letters, the title of letters being the key. Mm, Okay. Okay. So then you can read the message. Sure, 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 sure. So, the text turned out to be from Thomas Bullfinch's Mythology, which is a work based on the Mabinogian tales about King Arthur in the Round Table. (gasps) This refers back to the second image in the body. Remember when they put that through the outguess system and basically said, this is not the hunt for the Holy Grail. Stop making it more difficult than it is. Yes. King Arthur Round Table. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. So, Monty Python, you know, using the original book code from the p- previous page, remember it said, mm-hmm. here's a book code, go to Reddit to get the book. Mm-hmm. You can use this and the book about King Arthur and the Round Table and find these words using the book cipher, mm-hmm. which we just talked about. So, it says, call us at telephone number 21439096089608. Oh, okay. When it is called, there is a recording of a message. It's not a real person. And the message states, quote, Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final JPEG image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a dot com to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. 3301. This one is actually really easy. Oh, okay. So the first image, the very first one that was posted that said, hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals to find Mm -hmm. them. We have blah, blah, blah. So 3301 is the only number on there. Right. So people got very creative and figured out 
that two other prime numbers that were associated with this image was the pixel size. Hmm. So the image was 503 by 503 pixels, which are both prime numbers. Okay. Sure. So they multiplied these two numbers and then multiplied that by 3301, mm-hmm. and they got the number 84514.5127. Okay. Okay. So then it said to add a dot com. Mm-hmm. So they did that number, dot com, and it shows an image of a cicada and then a countdown. And they're like, what does this countdown mean? <gasps> a so, bomb. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically just waited. Mm-hmm. And the countdown eventually ended in coordinates that spread across the globe were then shown. If one visited these locations, they would see posters taped to telephone poles with an image of a cicada and then a QR code. Now, these were eventually posted to the internet. Yeah. Like, pictures of them, because clearly people can't travel all over the world. But it kind of shows the Cicada 3301. Like, what kind of group is it if they're... Because it was different countries, different continents. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. There were two separate QR codes. So there were multiple of these locations, but when you did all the QR codes, it took you to two, just two things. Okay. One displayed this text. Quote, in 29 volumes, knowledge was once contained. How many lines of code remained when the Mabinogian paused? Go that far in from the beginning and find my first name. What? Yeah, I don't know. The other one read, a poem of fading death named for a king meant to be read only once and vanish. Alas, it could not remain unseen. They each then had a book code listed. And then basically the message to not share information with others. Past the point. Like, if you figure this out, don't share your information. Participants who got this far obviously assumed that these two passages were leading them to some book. Yeah. Because a book cipher was given. Mm-hmm. So the book that they figured out that they needed was Agrippa, a book of the dead by William Gibson, which contained a dick. Dick. I'm sorry. It contained a dick. It might have. It contained. (laughs) It might have. I don't know. I might. It contained a disc that had the poem on it. So that's kind of how they figured it out. Okay. The decrypted text from the book codes ended up being a website. SQ6WMGV2ZCSRIX6T.onion, which <laughs> onion, just really quickly, because we don't have to go very far into this because I don't understand this either. It's basically using a Tor network, which a Tor network allows you to access the dark web, which, if you don't know, like the internet that we see is nothing because it's like everything's blocked. Mm-hmm. But if you know what you're doing, you, you can, can do this torn network, and yes, and you can go kind of to websites that would be otherwise unseen by us and our programs on our computers. Mm-hmm. So you had to know how to do this. What we see is like the surface of right. what the internet really is. Yeah, exactly. When you entered this website, when you got on the torn network and went to the dark web, and you entered this website, there was a message that said, quote, Congratulations. Please create a new email address with a public, free web-based service, one you've never used before, and enter it below. We recommend you do this while still using Tor for anonymity. Yes, thank you. Anonymity. Anonymity. To remain anonymous. (laughs) We will email you a number within the next few days in order in which you arrive at this page. 
Once you've received it, come back to this page and append a slash and then the number you received to this URL. For example, if you received 389489423093420909, then you would go to http colon forward slash forward slash the sq6wmgv whatever and then forward slash that number. So you that was that was in their message. Yeah, that's why I was reading it, but. Does that make sense? Yeah. Make an email. Give it to them. They'll send you a number. Then you can continue. So those who sent an email address were sent another test to gain access to their number. (laughs) Here are my notes for this one. Uh Uh-oh. They needed an RSA key, dot, dot, dot. I didn't understand this one, dot, dot, dot. It involved math. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) In some way or another, there was a number given that needed to be factorized into two prime numbers. These numbers were then used to get an exponent, and then this number is the RSA decryption key, I think. I think that a lot of this, although you have to be very computer smart, you also have to you also have to be willing to put in a lot of time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I think it shows your like determination and dedication. Well, and if you think about it, and a lot of people, some of the people that said they solved it or were thought to have solved it like they've been interviewed and they basically were like well we did this for fun like we thought it was fun because mm-hmm. they they're computer scientists like this is very interesting to them mm-hmm. because this is what they do i find it very interesting i just don't think... yeah but we don't understand it so it wouldn't yeah, be yeah, fun yeah. for us you well, know what i mean it'd be more frustrating than yeah anything. yeah because we wouldn't know what to do they have more resources that they would be able to reach out to or they would be under able to understand it better they have RAS codes. Yeah, RSA. RSA codes. <laughs> well, okay. Speaking of RSA codes. Tell me about them. Once you did all this and you got your number, and then you did forward slash your number on that mm-hmm. website, there was a message that read, quote, This song is your own path, another stop on the road toward enlightenment. Follow it and share not. Let the chorus be your guide to the depths. Let the priests of the Raven of Dawn, no longer in deadly black with horse note, Curse the sons of joy, nor his accepted brethren, whom tyrant he calls free, lay the bound or build the roof, nor pale, pale religious lecher, lechery call lechery? that virginity that wishes but acts not, for everything that lives is holy. This is a song, okay, or a piece of a song. Mm-hmm. So they figured out that there was what is called a musical encryption which involves a sequence of musical notes that can be taken to refer to a musical text by some relationship. Okay. So usually it's between note names and letters. Hmm. So this is a song, and the notes of the song equaled letters. Sure. Okay. So the piece of music was on a MIDI file, which contained two tracks that provided two separate messages. So, when solved, the message received said, quote, Very good. You have proven to be most dedicated to come this far to attain enlightenment. Create a GPG key for your email address and upload it to them. It key server S, then encrypt the, the following word list using the CI CAD, uh, oh, Cicada, but it's C-I-C-A-D-A, 3-3-HERO, one public key, sign it with your keys, and the A-S-C-I, capital I, Armor Ed 
ciphertext to the Gmail address from which you received your numbers, your words are. Now, you upload have to your make an email address. Right, you're, they already had one. Yeah. And then load it to a key server and then encrypt a following a, a word list. Mm, okay. Anyway. Not many people made it this far, so I don't have accurate information. <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> so limited resources. This went on for a month. Like people were trying to solve this for a month, mm-hmm. and after exactly one month, the original picture changed. Oh. So it now said, same black background, white letters. It said, "Hello, we have now found the individuals we sought. Thus, our month-long journey ends for now." Thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete the test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all. 3301 PS 10412790666 etc etc etc. There's like three lines of numbers. Those who claim to have won or won, quote unquote, those who mm-hmm. claim to finish this said that they received an email. That said thus, quote, you have all wondered who we are, and so we shall tell you now. We are an international group. We have no name. We have no symbol. We have no membership rosters. We do not have a public website, and we do not advertise ourselves. We are a group of individuals who have proven ourselves, much like you have, by completing this recruitment contest, and we are drawn together by common beliefs. A careful reading of the texts used in the contest would have revealed some of these beliefs, the tyranny that tyranny and oppression of any kind must end, that censorship is wrong, and that privacy is an inalienable right. Now, a specific person that is said to have solved this is named Marcus Wehner. That's really all I have on him. I just want to say that he's one of the people, like, if you look this up, he solved this. Spell his last name. W-A-N-N-E-R. Okay. Wainer. <laughs> Sounded like you were saying Wiener with an accent. <laughs> I was like, oh. No. So, it's tough. Because if they did solve it, I'm sure that there was a very secretive thing. So, was this the real email they got? Was this what they were told to send out? Were the people who actually won sent something else? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody really knows. And it's very, it's tough because even if you know, like, this guy won, okay, but what did he win? Is he not telling us? Oh, I don't think that there is probably a prize necessarily. Right, like, is there, is that it? You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing? I think that you become a, an included member on some of the, I would say that this group has certain goals that they try to accomplish. Right. And you may be included on that list. Right. And we'll get to that kind of with the theories of who they are. Mm -hmm. You're making an Illuminati symbol. I'm just going to say I cannot confirm nor deny that they are on the list. (laughs) They are the list. They are. They're it. That's it. There was another puzzle a year later. Oh. On January 5th, 2013. It appeared on 4chan again on... A couple image boards this time, not just the one. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a, it's the same thing. A black background, square picture, white words that say, Hello again. Our search for intelligent individuals now continues. The first clue is hidden within this image. Find it and 
it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck, 3301. So I'm not going to go through this one like the other one, clearly, because it's a lot of the same stuff. The same type of ciphers that they have to solve. Different images, of course, but the same ideas. If you are interested in it, there are a few that will walk you through it step by step, and that's kind of what I followed. But from what I saw, it was very similar. Book codes, you know, the open, the outguess, things mm-hmm. like that. So I felt like we didn't really have to go through it that much. Goodness. You didn't hear her cry? She's excited for the second puzzle. Ellie's on the table. Count on the table 50 points. <laughs> I, I would assume that it's like the same type of things you have to be, the same type of skills you would need to yeah. solve the last one. Right. In a different order. Yeah, exactly. It, exactly. That's the edge of the bowl. You're she's, not licking the water. It. You're licking the one. edge of the bowl. So while we watch her get a drink of water, there were two... She's fleeing everywhere. Well, she's fine. I'm sorry. She's fine. She wants to listen. <laughs> there were two major differences in this second puzzle. Okay. One is that there was a Twitter account that was supposedly ran by Cicada3301 itself no that way. came into play. Now, I I mean, I think it can be true. You can still access the site, and they have not tweeted since. Like, we'll get to the end of this story, and they haven't tweeted since. So it very much well could be. Some of the clues were directed towards this. I don't know. You don't know what to believe. The second difference is that when once solvers found their way to the final website, they were once again asked to present an email address. However, the final test to get all the way through was very different than the maths RSA question that mm-hmm. we had before. So they were actually given a set of questions. The first set of questions included statements that one had to answer using words or phrases from a particular word bank that they were given. So, for example... It was a crossword. Yeah. No, well... <laughs> the statements what? included some of the following. I didn't list all of them because there were too many. So, like, quote, there is no truth. The next one was, quote, what are you, what are you is more important than what you do. And then, like, the third one was, quote, you cannot step into the same river twice. So the word bank included words like true, false, indeterminate, meaningless, self-referential, game rule, strange loop, and none of the above. So like you're supposed to answer like, there is no truth. So you'd pick one of these words. So you'd be like, oh, true, there is no truth. False, there is no truth. Right? I don't know. The second set of questions included an input box to answer questions so you could answer however you wanted. But these questions ranged from, quote, what does the word it refer to in this sentence? It is dark outside. To, quote, name similarities between the concept and reality of the news feed on Facebook. The final question was, quote, two people are standing by a lake. One says, that's a lovely reflection in the water. The other says, I see no reflection, but it's a fascinating assortment of fish, plants, and rocks within the water. Which one is lying? And you could choose the person that sees the reflection, the person that sees the fish, plants, and rocks, both of them, or neither of them. Neither. The second one's a vampire. (gasps) Oh my god, you're so right. 
Oh, honey, I know. So these questions were timed and placed in a random order. So once you answer these questions, and I'm assuming if you answered them right, I don't know, you you got like a final email. Mm-hmm. And this email asks the participants to build a TCP server that implemented certain protocol listed. So what I found about TCP is it's called Transmission Control Protocol. Is It's a suite of communication protocols used to interconnect network devices on the internet. Essentially, it specifies how data is exchanged over the internet by providing end-to-end communications that identify how it should be broken into packets, addressed, transmitted, routed, and received at the destination. So they were asked to do this, and then they had certain protocols, and these protocols... I have an example. When it, it basically says, upon receiving a remote connection, the server must greet the client with a zero-zero welcome message. And then there are others, like, upon receiving a... Rem- Upon receiving this request, the server must greet the client with X, Y, and Z. So it's basically saying, like, if you click on this, they get this. If you click on that, they get that mm-hmm. kind of thing. There, were, there weren't that many, but that was basically what it was. They're seeing if you can build, build what it. they're asking. Yeah, exactly. So participants had until February 3rd. That's what the timer said. But, like, nobody really knows what happened. Oh. There are people that said they completed it, but, like, once again... You can't really prove it. Right. Like, nothing really came about. Hmm. So then on January 2014, another photo was posted, this time to the Twitter account that I previously mentioned. It was another black background with white letters saying, Hello, epiphany is upon you. Your pilgrimage has begun. Enlightenment awaits. Good luck, 3301. So once again, this is really quick. We're almost to the end. Many individuals flocked once again to see what they could find out about the newest puzzle and involved many more puzzles than the four, first two, but very similar ones. Again, book ciphers, Caesar ciphers, the outguess system, whatever. So unfortunately, these puzzles led to what some say is an undecipherable puzzle called the Liber Primus. So the Liber Primus is a 60-ish page book of runes that basically had everyone abandon the challenge out of frustration. Mm. So uh, some individuals such as Marcus, what was his name? Marcus Manor? Wainer. Well, Marcus Wainer. Yeah, that's right. And somebody else. Uh, I don't see where their name is. But they basically were like very frustrated because everything had been so computer savvy or tech savvy mm-hmm. or philosophical until now and they were like this isn't like a cipher though you just want us to figure out what these runes mean Mm -hmm. so it was a little different for them and so a lot of people kind of gave up Mm -hmm. because they just didn't get it yeah like you you can't put this through a system there's no background information that Mm -hmm. is coming from it they just really want you to solve this i guess They want you to sit down and spend all of your time staring at it. Right, exactly. Oh, Jordan Thompson and Marcus Wainer. Jordan Thompson was another one that had completed or at least participated in the previous puzzles. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's one that they talk about a lot. So did Wainer claim to have finished the second one as well? I think so. But again, like nothing really came of it as far as we know. So I don't think he's a liar, but I'm saying like I don't know what he got out of it, whether the group told him something and he can't tell us or if that like that was it like he did get that email and was like, like oh, oh you got it yeah. right so they some people believe 
that some people believed that it had been solved and then Cicada 3301 put the Libra Primus up to everybody who came in second, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. and was like, solve this. And it can't be solved because they're like, oh, we already have who we need. We'll just leave you on like a wild goose hunt. That seems unlike them considering the the first couple puzzles. Right. right. Well, and so people were like really disappointed. And mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, maybe there'll be a new puzzle. Well, in 2015, so the next year, there was no new puzzle. But Cicada 3301 was heard from in July. So in July, they presented the statement Quote, some news organizations have recently claimed that 3301 is tied to the illegal activities of a group that has claimed responsibility for attacks against Planned Parenthood. We do not engage in illegal activities. We are not associated with this group in any way, nor do condone their use of name, number, or symbolism. So there was another group called Cicada Mm -hmm. that attacked Planned Parenthood in some way. I'm not entirely sure. And so they put this out saying that they were not connected to them in any way. Mm-hmm. Well, this message was eerily similar to one that they sent out in 2012 that had minor differences. So when people were kind of putting this together, they were trying to solve different things. Like, oh, this is capitalized and this isn't. Or there's a space here and not mm-hmm. here. I don't really know how they put it together. But they think that it's a clue telling them to go back to the Liber Primus. Mm-hmm. and solve that but nobody's entirely sure because it could just have been a message that they sent out yeah and accidental differences so on january 5th 2016 a final tweet was sent out by the twitter account and the image you can't get to anymore at least i couldn't on my computer but the tweet is there so it's a black background with a like a gray cicada outline mm-hmm. imprint and then a type of tree imprint And then in white letters, it says, Hello, the path lies empty. Epiphany seeks the devoted. Liber Primus is the way. Its words are the map. Their meaning is the road. And their numbers are the direction. Seek and you will be found. Good luck, 3301. Beware false paths. Verify open PGP 7A35090F. So that's referring to, we're not sending out, like, people were sending out fake puzzles and stuff, and they're Mm -hmm. basically saying, like, oh, that's fake. It has to have this PGP. So clearly this is trying to send people back to the Libra Primus, Mm -hmm. and still nobody can solve it. So that's kind of the end. Like, nobody really knows what happened. Nobody knows who this group is, unless you believe, like, what the email, quote-unquote, that they sent the winners, Mm quote-unquote, And again, you can't tell because did they win? Did they not? Who told them what? It's very muddy. You yeah, know what I mean? because there could they could have said, "Oh, I solved it." Right. Blah blah blah. Even though they didn't, and say, "Well, I solved it," and this is what they sent me. Yeah. But there could have been people who actually solved it that were sent something completely different. Exactly. And we're told not to talk about. It. Right. So it's very difficult to determine not that i think these guys are liars that's probably is what they were sent Mm -hmm. but like are they actually the winners we don't know yeah i like you don't you just don't know Mm -hmm. so what is winning in this situation (laughs) right you don't know know. exactly you don't know because you don't know who cicada 3301 is so you don't know who you're talking to what your objective is like what is the end goal you don't know this there's a movie out right now um and i think it's called i want to say it's called six underground Mm mm-hmm 
but it's Ryan Reynolds. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And it's him, it's him and a group of people, and they basically are, they don't exist on paper anymore. Right. And so that they go around, basically they say they don't answer to anybody, so they take out people who they think deserve to be taken out. Right. And they say they don't they don't really have consequences. I haven't watched it, obviously, but it's interesting to me because they say like if they don't exist on paper, then like can they do what they want? Right. So that brings up a very like interesting theory hmm. as to who Cicada three three oh one is, in my opinion. And which kind of also cycles back to the email that the winners were sent basically mm-hmm. saying, like, we are not a group. We have no symbol. Right. We're just here for our beliefs. Cause, so I'm just going to jump into it because it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And this is kind of the one that makes kind of the most sense to me. Sure. We'll start with that. So some people think that Cicada 3301 is run by the hacker group Anonymous. Okay. So if you haven't heard of Anonymous, they are basically a group that believes in bringing the quote-unquote truth to light. Hmm. So they were involved with bringing information to light about certain Scientology groups in the Steubenville rape case. So they're the people that are like, they come on screen and there's a video of them and they're wearing those masks, the white masks with like the big black eyebrows. Oh, like... You know what I'm talking about? Like, um, V for Vendetta masks? Sure. I don't know what that is, but maybe. It's the movie where the guy, um, it's like, remember, remember the 5th of November. I don't think you've ever watched it. I used to watch it every year with, uh, Mm. little Tori. Yes, it's basically those masks. So basically, they come on screen and they say, they've been lying to you. The government's been lying to you. The police have been lying to you. We've hacked in and found this footage we've hacked in and found these documents and they basically leak information that was previously hidden because they think that's what's right mm-hmm. they think people deserve to know sure in my opinion that kind of sounds like that movie it's it's very much like v right. that's what he does that's his whole well in the ryan reynolds movie kind of because yeah. you don't know who they are they're just a group of people yeah. that kind of do their own thing and well that might be why they use the v for vendetta mask because like his whole deal is yeah the government is lying. Right. And I'm going to, like, you're going to remember yeah. this forever. Right. I'm going to show you. And he, like, hacks into the, the news station and puts a video of yeah. himself. So it's very much that. Right. Well, and this makes the most sense to me, too, because their message was basically, like, we're not really a group. We don't really have a symbol. We're just here to, we think tyranny and our oppression are wrong. Like, mm-hmm. we, people have the right to the truth. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. And it also makes sense that those posters that were put up, like, all over the world, I'm sure Anonymous has people or people. Because Anonymous isn't a group. You can, I could be Anonymous. Like, I could use the name mm-hmm. if I could hack in and find some incriminating information. Mm-hmm. I can make a video saying, it's like, more, I'm from Anonymous. It's more like a cause. Right. Exactly. So, like, this is the one that kind of makes the most sense to me or mm-hmm. a group like it. If that email was the truth. Like, saying, like, this is it. You won. Like, we're part of this group. Join our cause. Mm-hmm. You clearly have the skills. You clearly have the same philosophy that we do. Yeah. So, that's the one that makes most sense for me, if that email's true. Because then there's not even really a goal. They're just saying, like... See, you can do it. You can help. Yeah. You you could be a part of 
this philosophy that mm-hmm. we believe in. Right. Ta-da. Like, right. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. The part that doesn't really make sense is, like, why why has there been no new puzzles? And why is the Libra Prime, like, why is that such a big thing in their minds? Mm-hmm. So one of the, a couple more theories is that it's just, like, an internet troll that kind of, like, went too far. And then they're like, oh, I don't know what else to do. Libra Primus. Yeah, I mean, it could. I thought about that too. Like, is it one really smart person who's like, no, solve these puzzles just for fun, and there's no no meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. Some the people who don't think this, like, they don't believe the hoax theory, Mm -hmm. including a crypto professor at Royal Holloway University named Kenny Patterson. He specifically did an interview, and he basically was like, "Why would they go through so much trouble?" For a joke. For a joke. Yeah. Like, it's been years. And he basically was like, the things that they did have to be thought out. It's not something you do in your spare time. No. No. So, some people think that it's a type of cult that you can join. I I mean, unless it's like a hacker cult, I don't really get that one. Are there hacker cults? Maybe, I'm sure. So, some people think that it's the Freemasons, which is a secretive group that traces their roots back to the Middle Ages. Um, Essentially, the... The original Freemasons were cathedral builders, and they identified one another by a specific symbol, and so that became known as, like, the Freemason symbol, and this kind of turned into a group that took on certain beliefs, and they do certain rituals, quote-unquote. Apparently, some of the founding fathers were Freemasons. Yeah, and you have to... old white dudes. A Mason has to basically pass down to you how to be a Mason. There's no, like, written anything, I don't think, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, people guess, and they know there's, like, ceremonies, but... Where, when, who, you don't There's really an know. episode of the, when the Bim-Bim did the TV show and they called the Freemasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but like, you I just mean, have a phone number? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that one could be it, but I feel like that one's kind of strange because I feel like the Freemasons are more of, like, a, like you said, like, you get it handed down or whatever. It's not really, like, a cyber No, I, thing. why would they, you did this for what? You did, yeah, exactly. So, another one is something that we mentioned earlier, the Illuminati, and I just have it in my notes, I mean, dot, 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 they do rule the world. <laughs> so, it could be Illuminati. I, again, I don't know. I always thought Illuminati was more of, like, money and power, not necessarily cyber skills. Yeah, it doesn't really seem like they're MO. But, I mean, maybe that's I what know. they want us to think. Well, it could be. So, oh. a final um. theory that I think could make sense as well but not really but kind of is that it the u.s government's actually behind it and it's a way for the cia to recruit new hackers i don't think it's a bad plan i think it's better i think it's a better theory than some of the other ones i think that it could be a form of government organization i think that it would be interesting for them to post it all over the world yeah yeah true because i mean most well i don't know that i mean they could have agents in countries all over the world yeah we don't know anything about the cia i don't know anything. cia if you're listening to us right now reach out (laughs) cia if you can explain this to us please um but yeah i I mean there are a lot of theories yeah but i mean nobody knows I just wonder if, why are you going through all this trouble to, if it's like anonymous, right? And they're just like trying to get people to go to their cause. Right. Why would they then have this, 
code and just stop? Like, why wouldn't they continuously, like, every year be putting something out? Well, yeah, that's true, but if that one was never, if they think it's super solvable, which is tough because you'd think they'd give a clue, but maybe they don't want to give a clue. But, I mean, people got stuck, and then it didn't become fun anymore. And then they were like, oh, if nobody can solve this, we should just give up. And well, maybe maybe they found everybody they needed, and they were just like, oh, everybody tried this for now. Well, I don't think that they would have posted the second the thing saying like, go back to this and look yeah, at it right. again. Right, that's what makes it make it makes it weird, and why I think they think it's like super solvable, or they're just looking first, or they know it's very hard. Yeah, but they know there is a solution, and they're trying to get somebody to yeah. like put the effort in actually solving right. it. Right. Or I guess new people would get interested in it. You know what I mean? If you keep posting clues to that one year after year. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. What do you think? I think that it's very interesting. I feel like there are groups out there who there are definitely people out there who fly under the radar who have mm-hmm. these type of skills. Yeah. Not necessarily just hackers, but like people who have this intelligence. And I think it's an interesting way like if I was in the CIA, heck yeah, this is a good way to recruit people that are intelligent, but not necessarily, like, might not have the schooling, yeah. but they are intelligent enough to figure like this out. Like, self-taught or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're basically looking for geniuses. Right. Or people who are extremely determined with the right uh, knowledge, knowledge skill and set. skill set and yeah. training. That's true. But still, that caliber of people, Yeah. like, if you're looking for people to do this, mm-hmm. this is the way that you find them quickly. Yeah, true. And initiate them into what you're trying to do. Yeah, and think about it, too. If, like, one person solved it and they were like, okay, you're recruiting to CIA, you can't tell anybody about this. And then everybody else are like, you're a winner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, or you, they could say, you know what, like, good job. This is what we stand for. It could be mm-hmm. both, you know. Mm-hmm. It could be, like... Good job. This is what we stand for. But we found like, like spread the message. Yeah. But then there's other people who are like, you reached this caliber, yeah. and now you're going to be the in best. on one like the big goal. Yeah, true. I don't know. It's really weird, and it makes me realize how stupid I am when it comes to computers and ciphers. <laughs> I don't know if it's that we're dumb, but like we don't have the training in programming. They do. Yeah, true. But I'm also not that determined, I don't think. You know what would help? What? If we were back in the day where you used MySpace and you had to put in the certain codes to, like, change your background and stuff. Really? Because I always just copied and pasted off a website. <laughs> I feel like I learned a lot from Molly doing that. Oh, Like, I, she was good at it. I always copied and pasted stuff. No idea. No, I thought that was a really good story. I'm, I find it very interesting. I think it's, like... It, it If you look at it, and I know, like, it's me talking a lot at you, but it is insane, like, how these people figured this out. Like, me going step by step, I was like, how did they, like... How did they have the time to do this? Right. Like, and, like, how did they know that that was a song and that was a book cipher and that, you know what I mean? It was crazy. The, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the dedication and the determination they had to have is just, is very admirable. Yeah. But, like, I, I just don't... If I sat down for a year and tried to figure this stuff out, I probably couldn't. No. I just don't have this background. Yeah. So kudos to them. 
I think it would be, it's very interesting that we still don't know, like, who this organization is, and they mm-hmm. haven't, like, popped their head back up. Yeah, but, well, people are still, like, I think people are still hopeful that they'll put out another one. Yeah. You well, know, like, to this day. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're still waiting on people to solve the other one, and maybe mm-hmm. somebody will eventually. Yeah. Um. So, anyway. Good story. I admire how much hard work you put into trying and figuring this out and making it into a story that makes sense and yeah, is very interesting. It's tough. My eyes I got a little sleepy there <laughs> every once in a while. It took you longer than normal to like put it together. Because I had because I read it and I was like, oh okay, like fine. But then I was like, what is that tool that they use? I had to like go yeah, look that up it, so I could know a little bit about it so I could explain it. Oh no, I, I totally get it. I think that you put in a lot of work and it turned out to where I found it very interesting. Thank you. Thank Will you. it keep me up at night? Maybe. <laughs> trying to figure out why these people are so smart at computers and I am just not. I know. It's like, I mean, my favorite movie is iRobot and so I already know you can't trust robots or like higher computer intelligence so i'm fine with not being smart with computers but we've also been watching my holo love and i never wanted her to fall in love with him did we talk about this last week (laughs) i don't think so listen no we're too far we it's an hour and 20 minutes we gotta sign off (laughs) we'll tell you about my holo love next week (laughs) stay tuned and if you want a sticker hand delivered Mm. invite me to your pool (laughs) please (laughs) I think it would be better if you said, if you want me not to come to your pool. Okay, or that. <laughs> send me your address anyway. And then I'll only send you a sticker and then probably show up for your pool anyway. Anyway, yeah. All right, well, let us know what you guys thought. If you solved the cicada puzzles, let us know. If you work for the CIA or are a part of the Illuminati, also let us know. You can send us messages at Facebook, Bug and a Rug, Instagram, or Twitter, where you can see pictures at BIR Podcast. Or you can email us, BIRpodcast at gmail.com. And thank you, Mark, for the suggestion. Yeah. Anybody else that has ideas, we would love let to Let us hear know. Them. Yeah. Look at all my resources. She worked hard. At bugandarug.poppy.com. Let us know if you've watched that imitation game or you ever met Alan Turing. Or if you're in love with Benedict Cumberbatch. I am not. Nah. Signing off. I'm Kaylin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.